0: Medicine today. This is John Murphy, and it's my pleasure to welcome to this podcast Dr. Laura Nicholson. Dr. Nicholson is a professor of anesthesiology and biomedical engineering at Yale University, and her research focus is on regenerative medicine with particular emphasis on lung tissue engineering. Dr. Nicholson, welcome to Regenerative Medicine Today.
1: Oh, thank you. It's great to participate.
0: So tell us a little bit about your science and the status of it. And I know that you have an interest in this broad subject of lung tissue engineering, but I also believe you have an interest in particular in whole organ tissue engineering.
1: Well, my lab about five or six years ago began developing a process whereby entire functional lung organs could be regenerated. And the general strategy is to take a native lung, a native adult lung, and decellularize it and thereby strip the cells away, but do so in a very careful fashion so that we leave behind the delicate extracellular matrix scaffolding that really makes up the structure of the lung. So in stripping the cells away, we're very careful to leave behind the protein basement membrane structures that make up all the air sacs and the microvessels that are so important for gas exchange in the human lung. We then have developed a bioreactor we're culturing the scaffold, and the bioreactor mimics a lot of aspects of human lung physiology. It provides nutrient flow through the vasculature and also provides a means whereby the lung can breathe. We can expand the lung at a rate that we choose. We can also use this bioreactor to culture cells in the lung and repopulate it so that after a period of several weeks of bioreactor culture, we're able to harvest an organ, which consists of the matrix and the cultured cells, and in vivo can function for up to several hours as a functioning gas exchanging lung.
0: So if I recall correctly, I've seen in the literature that you actually implanted a tissue-engineered lung in a rat model?
1: Yes, we have.
0: And so, at least in terms of a first preliminary step, you've demonstrated the feasibility of this concept.
1: Yeah, we've shown that the lung can exchange gas, that the viability of the cells in the construct is very high. We do have some limitations. Um, One is the cellular repopulation in the vascular side of the lung isn't as good as it should be, and so that means that there are some bare patches of matrix in the vasculature that get exposed to blood flow when we implant the organ in an animal. And that exposed matrix actually stimulates clot formation. So one of our limitations so far has been clot formation in the vasculature in these animals.
0: So I guess the other question that occurs to me is that when you repopulate the tissue engineered scaffold that you've created, what kind of cells do you use?
1: Well, for the rat system, we're using cells that are isolated from young rat pups, neonatal animals that are about four to seven days old. We use these cells because they have very high viability and they're rather plastic and they survive the isolation process, quite frankly, and they function very well in the matrix and they take on a number of phenotypes which are appropriate for lung.
0: So the strategy is that this minimizes the immune response problems of foreign cells?
1: Well, in the long term, certainly for human application, which I think is still decades away, what we would like to do is employ a scaffold either from a human donor or from a donor that's from a species that's fairly close to human, produce an acellular lung scaffold, and then populate that with cells that would be from the recipient for the intended recipient for the lung. Since lung epithelial cells actually don't grow very well in culture, our anticipation is that we won't actually be able to take a tiny biopsy from a patient's lung and get enough cells to pull this off. I'm anticipating that we're going to have to generate a stem cell for that patient that would then go on and differentiate to the various cell types that we require.
0: So, Dr. Nicholson, you've indicated that this emerging technology is perhaps a decade or so away from being viable for human patients. Do you have some other tissue engineering or regenerative medicine applications that might be available in a shorter term than that?
1: Well, we are investigating individual cell therapies for lung disease. These are still at a very early stage of development. But we're interested in looking at the feasibility of delivering individual cells to a diseased lung to either replace some of the cells in that lung or to help build new lung tissue. And we're looking at inhaled forms of cell therapy using pulmonary epithelial cells. And we're also considering intravenous injection of cells for cell therapy. One of the advantages of the lung is actually if you inject cells into the venous system, they all flow into the lung, and many of those cells actually get trapped in the lung microvasculature. And so if you're doing targeted cell therapy directly to the lung, just a simple intravenous injection is actually a very efficient delivery mechanism.
0: So if I look at this from another approach in your whole organ tissue engineering, you create an extracellular matrix scaffold, which is a decellularized lung. Is it possible to inject extracellular matrix, perhaps, in an aerosol into a lung to do some therapeutic outcomes?
1: In my mind, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where that would be useful, and part of the reason for that is our lungs are wonderful scavengers. In fact, when we breathe during the day, we inhale all sorts of dust particles and pollutants and microorganisms. And our lungs have become extraordinarily efficient at picking up those foreign-appearing particles and scavenging them and breaking them down. Otherwise, our lungs would be filled with gunk after just a few months. My concern is that if we had sort of an aerosolized or tiny particles of matrix, those might be viewed as just another piece of foreign material and wouldn't necessarily contribute to lung regeneration.
0: I understand I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. So, Dr. Nicholson, I uh, thank you for uh, joining us for this podcast and sharing your pioneering research that shows much promise for the future. I uh, remind our listeners that we welcome suggestions in terms of topics that could be addressed. You can reach us by email at mail at com. Until we meet again in two weeks for another podcast, best wishes to all our listeners. Thank you.